This episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast has some conversation pieces that are not suitable for younger audiences. Listening discretion is advised. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. Metallica made a Eddie Munson tribute at Lollapalooza. The band gave a shout out to the Stranger Things character by playing a clip at of Munson shredding along as they played Master of Puppets. And the character that did play Eddie Munson was able to meet Metallica and they signed a guitar for him. And if you're a fan of Stranger Things, that is a awesome scene in the latest the latest latest season of Stranger Things. Um, if you're wondering, and that's actually all I have as far as paranormal news, and if you're wondering why I have the Exorcist theme playing in the background, it is because today's episode is themed about something that I have touched on in other episodes, but have yet to really talk in depth about going on almost season three. So before we get into that, we are just a few episodes away before season two concludes, and then we'll have a brief break because I just went on vacation and uh, started filming again. But for season three, I'm coming in with some different ideas and a lot of new material and some different things for the podcast, and we'll be taking like a week or two break. I'm going to come back with a lot of new material, but in the meantime, I want you guys to enjoy the last few episodes of the Say What Again Billy podcast. And if you're wondering where you can find more information and more things about the podcast, I am on Instagram at SWAB underscore podcast, and that is on Instagram. Everything I post and everything in regards to the podcast and paranormal news and even our new uptick and investigations, bringing back my old ghost group, the IUH. Everything can be found on SWAB underscore podcast on my Instagram. So give me a follow. I'm trying to get to a thousand followers. I'm only a few shy. And um, it means the world to me that I have my, you know, return listeners, new listeners, everyone that enjoys the paranormal. So just kicking it off a little early here because this is a lot to talk about on this episode. I wanted to touch on a lot of things as far as demonic possession. And if you are a old time, I would say old timer make me, even though I'm not really that old, 35 years old, and this December I'll be turning 36. The one movie that scared me to actually watch is The Exorcist and later on The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, something that I'm just very horrified of because 
you know, when it comes to paranormal and going on ghost investigations and all that, I was never really if afraid of going into a haunted house or going into a graveyard and walking around and doing an investigation. Like, And to this day, I've yet to ever do it. But I, I always say to my friends and family that I would never really be afraid to go into an abandoned, you know, asylum or sanctuary or haunted house and spend the night by myself, even though it is against the paranormal rules to do so. Like They really do say, use the buddy system when you go on paranormal investigations. And um, But if I had to do something like that, and it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I would 110% do it. Um, but I wouldn't be afraid, and it would be something that I like that feeling of being afraid and and having that, you know, your your heart is thumping and you got that adrenaline rush and you're, you know, you're extra cautious and you're you're looking around and your mind's playing. Tr- I kind of like that, you know, just like there's, you know, thrill junkies that like jumping off bases of buildings and skydiving and doing all that stuff. You have your speed demons that like to be in a car and driving at 95, 100 miles per hour. You know, I'm someone that likes to partake in things that are scary. And uh, the paranormal investigation aspect of, you know, this field that I talk about, that's something that I like to do. But in the whole category of paranormal, from cryptids to ghosts to UFOs to conspiracy theories to anything else that falls in the category of paranormal, the one thing that does scare me and gives me caution when I take on a topic about talking about it or even if I do get called in the future to investigate something, is the category of possession or anything to do with demons. Now, I've touched on this topic um, in Season 1, I believe it was, um, when I talked about types of hauntings because the demonic thing or category would kind of fall into types of hauntings because... You have so many types of hauntings like intelligent haunting, residual haunting, and then you might fall into a category where things are not in those two other categories and something is demonic and something evil is going on. And that would really tend to fall into the demonic possession. So I wanted to actually go on with a theory about it and also talk about one of the more famous cases about you know, demonic possession. Um, and that would be the real real life story of Emily Rose. The uh, Emily Rose story was a true story. It was something that was adapted into a movie. The names were obviously changed. I've um, covered it in depth, uh, not really that far in depth, but I've, I've covered it, um, on the types of haunting episode and, uh, we're going to go talk about it a little bit more today, but to get started now, the movie Emily Rose was a movie that I couldn't watch because there are things in that movie that I heard about and hearing about it from, you know, friends and family that have actually seen the movie, I I was like, you know what, this is this is too much for me to watch. And to this day, 
I've actually never watched the movie because I I feel if I watch it, I'll just have some really bad, um, really bad sleep. I'll probably be thinking about things at night, and I tend to think about, I guess, like a lot of people, I tend to think about some crazy things at nighttime um, before I go to bed scenarios and things like that and um if i watched the emily rose exorcism movie i really do feel like i would be thinking about crazy things and not be able to fall asleep so um but the real tragic story of emily rose and this is how she got into this demonic possession was it goes like this um her name was Annalise Michelle and she was born in Bavaria I believe in um 1950 or 1951 or two it was the early 50s and she was actually raised by a Catholic family she was the family was heavy and heavy into Catholicism and at the age of like 15 years old around there she started experiencing seizures and she was diagnosed by doctors that she had epilepsy and she was put on meds to help control the seizures that she was having having and um, the medications didn't really work and her behavior of the seizures started to become a little bit more of a little bit worse and because of this and her family being so high and heavy into the catholic faith started to seek help from the outside now when her symptoms started to worsen she actually developed um a extreme like negativity or diversion from anything in regards to Christianity. Um, And she also, when she started kind of eluding the Catholicism aspect of her religion, she reported to her mom and dad that she started seeing these faces and hearing voices talking to her. Um, And she would do these erratic movements in her room nonstop and one of the movements that she did which is something that you tend to do before entering a pew at a church um and a pew is a is the the rows of seats in a church and that's the the i guess the definition of it the, the catholic or church jargon of it she was doing genuflecting genuflecting is like a kneel that you do before you enter the pew and she started doing these nonstop throughout the day until eventually with this erratic behavior that started, she ruptured ligaments, tore ACL, and hurt her knees from doing this. And after doing this, she acted more erratically and her parents reported that she started eating insects. And the behavior was looked at by doctors and they thought that this young girl was going nuts. 
and the doctors could said that it could have been she was just going nuts or it was from the medication that she was taking from the seizures or the epilepsy that she was you know reported to have um and the family made the decision to actually reach out further and find these two priests. Um, I believe one was named Ernest or Ernst and Arnold Renz. And these were two people that were in the field of Catholicism and exercising demons. Now, when Annalise would eventually... Annalise eventually um, got so bad that these two priests that came on to help her had apparently, through reports, exercised her on 67 different occasions. And during these periods, the Washington Report, uh, the Washington Post, actually confirmed that she'd often name the demons that were inside of her. And even these demons, quote-unquote, would answer questions explaining what was wrong with the church and why these specific demons that were inhabiting her were in hell. And these conversations, um, some recordings, are actually on online. You can hear these recordings and... Um, go on YouTube and there the actual, you know, recordings of the Emily Rose um, exorcism. Now, what eventually happened, and, you know, going into uh, paraphrasing, continuing to paraphrase, and, um, you know, tell you the story, what eventually happened was when she was enduring all these exorcisms, which was anywhere reports from 60 to 70 of them, the um, the conditions were worsening. You know, she was slipping slipping into depression. She was eating bugs. She was genuflecting. She was tearing ligaments. And these two priests, Arnold Renz and Ernst, um, came in to help. And these exorcisms weren't helping. And after talking to these demons, which these priests ended up saying that there were six different types of demons living in the girl, um, one of which was Lucifer himself, um, Cain, Judas. And even some said that there was, you know, Hitler himself in there. Um, 11 months and 67, 67 exorcisms later, Annalise, her body, you know, succumbed to death. And when official medical examiners came to examine why she died, the report came back that she died of malnutrition and dehydration. And... At the end of her life, at just 23 years old, she weighed only 68 pounds. Now, because of this medical report, her parents and the two priests were put on trial and they were found guilty of negligent homicide, which basically means that, that the court believed that her mother and father didn't do what needed to be done to feed her and didn't care for her and then the priest actually played a part in that 
And the defense team for the priests and the family argued that demons were real and the exorcisms were actually, in fact, legal as far as religion. Um, their proof in court was they played tape recordings of the demons arguing and all parties were still found guilty but were given light sentences with no jail time. The Catholic Church responded by um, pushing the Vatican to take more um, more stern takes on what could be demonic possessions and training um, to priests so that they could avoid this situation again. The parents believe that the exorcism and death of their daughter was the only outcome that could happen. And in 2005, after the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose, Anna Michelle, the mother, told Telegraph, which I believe is a United Kingdom's paper, God told her the, exor the exercise, um, told her to exercise her daughter's demons. Um, there's also a rumor or side story, which was apparently in the movie, that Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, came to her in a dream and asked her to if she would essentially want to go through this and and you know, I don't know how true this is in the aspect of the case of um Annalise, but asked her if she wanted to go through this and she said yes to Mary and then endured pretty much hell. Now online, if you Google the real Emily Rose exorcism um, and hear the story of Annalise Mitchell, um, that, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Mitchell because it's the way it's spelled, um, you could actually see the deterioration of her as a healthy young 16, 15 year old girl when this started to when she was 23 years old. And I mean, it's something that you don't really see unless someone is severely medically sick. And according to the doctors, you know, they really couldn't figure out after diagnosing her with epilepsy what was going on. And the deterioration, uh, it, it, it comes into factor with, you know, bags under the eyes, severe weight loss, and convulsions and doing crazy things. Now, I'm sure if doctors now today to this day would see a girl and they started speaking different languages and the voices changed, um, something would happen. Um, I feel like this wasn't covered at the time due to the time period that it took took place in. Um, and to this day, I'm, I, I still don't necessarily believe that if something like this happened, the news would um, carry it, you know, um, because I feel that all these quote-unquote Bigfoot sightings and other paranormal happenings, except for the you know UFO stuff, I feel like the news suppresses it for a certain reason. Um, even though there are videos and certain things out there that really can't be explained, and there are a lot of paranormal things that have happened that um, actual scientists, those who study photography, videography, um, audio, um, anything with audio certain things can't actually be explained. And I feel like the news kind of censors things of paranormal to not cause mass hysteria. Um, believe it or not, contrary, contrary to uh, 
you know what my previous podcast episode was about. But in a nutshell, this is the story of Anna, um, Annalise, um, the real Emily Rose, and um, it was one of the most documented cases of demonic possession, um, where she was apparently possessed by multiple demons, including possibly Lucifer himself. And it was made into a movie and, um, you know, right up there with The Exorcist, which was based on a true story, but um, The Exorcist's real story wasn't with a female, it was with a boy. Um, Now, I had a theory when it comes to demonic possession that maybe we aren't catching all of the... um, demonic possessions out there you know you don't really hear about it um but then you kind of do and and this is this is going to get into a little bit of a deep subject because of something that i experienced with a friend now you hear a lot about depression and you hear about suicides which is a word that i don't like to really say out loud for reasons that i can touch base on but I was reading something along the lines in the last week or two about, you know, there's no no real medical evidence that suicide is something that is a disorder that can be anything wrong with chemicals or your mind in human body. That, um, and there's really no medicine that can really help one that is depressed. And I was thinking to myself, what if that depression and the ultimate terrible um, ends of depression, which would, you know, either be you recovering or suicide or just deteriorating from being depressed, is something to do with demonic activity. You know, essentially demons are here to make you turn and make you do things that are against what God wants you to do. Now, again, I have listeners that aren't Catholic, but I can say that, um, you know, even though I'm not a full-fledged practicing Catholic, I could say that it's something that I believe in is, you know, taking one's life is not the way to go. It's always a better solution. And, you know, other religions don't, you know, don't want you to do something like that either. Um, but in Catholicism, Christianity, you know, demons, their, their main goal is to make you turn against God and do things that you shouldn't have do. And one of those things would be kill yourself and then commit, you know, you know, sins. So what is, what if it's, you know, you get into this darkness and you tend to do things that you, you know, you, 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 you never thought you would do even your friends and family. You know, like rocking yourself into the room, and drinking and doing um, uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic things that you would normally be known not to do. And it really made me think about it, you know, like something that, you know, to think about if uh, you're into paranormal and unexplained is possibly demons are, you know, you know you have, there's an analogy of good versus evil and the good angel on your shoulder and the bad angel telling you to do certain things. And um, 
if science really can't explain, you know, the whole depression thing, nor do I think the medicine can possibly fix it. I've known a lot of people to take antidepressants and uh, ultimately it doesn't work. And, um, you know, you would think looking at people like, let's say, Robin Williams, like he had everything, you know, he had a, a career. People loved him. He was funny and something was he was battling something. You know what I mean? He was battling something. Through all that fame and fortune, you know, and then before he passed away, you didn't hear much of him. And, and something got to him and convinced him to do the ultimate, you know, perfectly healthy, but do the ultimate and and take his life. And, you know, the reason I don't like talking about suicide is not only is it something, it's morbid, but um, I had a friend close to me um that took his own life unexpectedly and I had been with him you know just a week and a half two weeks prior to when I received this this news and um when I got the news I was like you know I was surprised I was shocked I was just with him and we were talking on on the phone and um you know it's shocking it really was um I knew something was slightly off, but, you know, we were guys talking about girl problems and he happened to have girl problems. And, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're single and you talk to different girls, you, you may like one person and they kind of, you know, shut you down and you get a little upset, you know, like, I like this girl. But, you know, I thought that's what he was going through and I didn't think it was that extreme. And, you know, weeks later, it was really more to that. And especially when I spoke to his mother after I got the, you know, unfortunately terrible news and um you know i thought he was fine and you know and one of the pieces of of news i got that he was on medicine and it was it was something that was going on a long time and, and the reason i mention him is because he was one of my great friends he was a good friend growing up and he had everything growing up you know his family loved him he had a great house he had friends he had a new car he had a job he had you know he graduated a good school and went to college and then got a job and you know, how can this happen to just someone so normal? Like, What would, would make him be so depressed? He lived in a great area. And, um, you know, and then what happens? You know, it's, it's a battle that, you know, the movies portray demonic possession as, you know, speaking in tongues and languages and your head spinning in a 360 and spitting up pea soup. But maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's, that's, you know, maybe we don't see it. You know, people are so anti-religion doesn't just not just religion catholicism any religion you just don't hear about religion anymore it's just people go about their lives and you know maybe it's something that does have to do with religion they were just you know people say oh you know he's in the gym when he's hooded on he's fighting demons well maybe some something's really going on some demons really are doing doing stuff and slowly eating at people on my podcast, I've talked about the incubus and the succubus. And one of the characteristics of that type of demonic possession, because apparently demons are not just uh, privy to, you know, the Bible or biblical demons, like there's types of demons. And if you've heard me in the past speak about the succubus and incubus, these are two demons that do things at night. And one of the stories goes with these demons is that they terrorize you at night and slowly, slowly drain you until eventually something happens to you. Heart attack, stroke 
or death. Um, they sit on your chest where you can't move, sleep paralysis, and scare you for nights on end until eventually you die. You know, who's to say that another way demons can get in to you or get to you and reach their final goal, besides turning you away from your practicing God or your religion, is to not only take you and switch you over to a different religion or their dark side, is to make you take your own life. And it's something to think about because I believe in the whole ghosts and UFOs and alien things. But the one thing is I do have a little faith left and um, demons scare me for a reason. And that's because I strongly believe there are things out there, good versus evil. And, you know, the line of in the Bible that he's, you know, they, he, he banished them. And he never really said in the Bible he banished them to hell. And that could possibly mean that things we see bad negative things stories horror stories of murderers and even depression and people taking their life could be these demons that walk on earth so i i want to end off with giving the suicide prevention hotline because no matter how hard and bad you think life is things do get better there is always a light at the end of the tunnel you know things will never go bad and stay bad Things do turn around. People care for you. People rather hear you cry and talk to them than see you lying in a box and then eventually have to bury you. And believe me when I tell you from experience that it's the hardest thing to see someone you love and you were friends with um, be gone forever and not have known that you could have helped them because I feel that I could have helped my friend out. Um, you know, I could have. I, I feel like I could have. And I never knew. He never told me. He never talked. He held it in. And that's not a battle you have to go through by yourself. So the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-TALK. And the website is www.suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. And if you want to find me on Instagram, my Instagram name is SWAB underscore podcast, which is short for the Say What Again Billy podcast. I like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity to have my paranormal podcast. And if you're looking for a way to get your podcasting idea out there, you should try Anchor by Spotify. It gives you all the tools you need and everything you can follow on there to walk you through performing and uh, filming your podcast and getting it out there to outlets like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and many other outlets that you listen to podcasts on. So if you have a podcasting idea, download, download Anchor by Spotify. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.